Now we're live. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the great, huge Outlander cast live clan gathering of all of these delicious, lovely writers that we have on staff for the Outlander cast blog. My name is Mary Larson, and I am one of the hosts of the Outlander cast podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We've made it to the season two finale, and if you have been up since midnight, since you might have watched the episode then, and you've watched it several times today, you're in good company. I think several of us here have, but I'm going to kind of let this go down the line and let some of our friends here introduce themselves. So, Blake, a lot of people might know you. Why don't you say a little hello? You know me, and you can see that I'm wearing my super nerdy podcaster shirt uh, that I got at uh, the podcast movement recently. Uh, here in Chicago. Mary and I are not in studio together. Uh, we're here from across the country. I had to mute you. I <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was going onto the YouTube. All right, Kendra, you're next. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, my name's Kendra Spring Classic, and I am the editor in chief of the Outlander Cast blog. And I am super pumped. Um, I was so, so excited to watch the finale, and I blubbered like a baby. It was not pretty. Um, <laughs> but I've got a glass of wine ready, and I'm excited to talk to everybody and hear your guys' questions. So you do need to ask questions. Yes, so if you do have questions and you are in the YouTube feed, you can leave those questions below and we will definitely make sure to start filtering those in. Thank you so much for that reminder, Kendra. Holly, you're up next. Slajava. <laughs> Hi, uh, welcome everybody. I'm super excited. I got to watch it early yesterday being a Canadian. Uh, first time we got to see it uh, before everyone else, so it was fantastic. Welcome. Thank you so much, Holly and Denise. Hey, guys. How you all doing tonight? Everybody okay? Well, we're uh, doing good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about the writers here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, really excited to be with you guys tonight. Uh, I hope you have lots of questions for us. This is an amazing team, and they have some really great ideas. So really excited to see what you guys have to say, too. Ashley, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself and say a little hello? Sure. Hi, everybody. I'm Ashley Crawley. I am a staff writer and um, new associate editor for the yeah. Outlander yeah. Cast blog, <laughs> and also the um, super super geek super nerd that joins you every every week at nine o'clock live for the um, Outlander Cast live blog. So fresh off that, and excited to be here to talk with everybody. We are excited to have you, and last but certainly not least is Anne. Hey everybody, it's Anne Gavin. I'm a staff writer also for the blog, um, coming to you from the Northeast also um, in Virginia, or Mid-Atlantic, I guess. Um, I have my whiskey and my, I don't know if you can see it, my cover-up, because I've been <laughs> crying all day, because I've watched this episode five times, and I have big circles under my eyes, so I brought my cover-up with me. Um, but really excited to talk to everybody tonight and hear your questions and just take apart this episode. 
So welcome. Awesome. So everyone, if you are on social media, if you're on Twitter, um, if we can have some extra eyes from you guys as well, I feel like I'm going to have ADD because I'm going to be checking all these different things. But if you are on Twitter, use the hashtag OutlanderCastLive if you want to be talking about that in the Twitter zone. And also you can leave some questions and comments in the YouTube channel itself. But I just want to... I want to go down the line and have a little kilt rating action. How do you guys feel about that? Without going too much into it, I just want to hear the number. So if you just give me a number, you feel good? Sure. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Blake, you're first. Five big spanking kilts for me. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. Oh, yeah. This was five huge honking kilts. Awesome. Kendra, how about you? I'm gonna I'm gonna just say ditto. Five kilts, amazing. And uh, I'm gonna ring a bell for myself because did you check out my prediction? I did. I, I was pretty yeah. on the nose. There was like one thing I got wrong. Okay, continue. <laughs> nice. All right, Holly, how about you? Um, I'm usually really critical, but I gotta give this a five. <sighs> it was really oh. good. Really well done. Yeah. <laughs> Denise, how about your kilt rating? If I could give it a five plus, 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 mm-hmm. that's where I'm heading with this one. It was amazing. I can't even believe it was TV. I felt like I was watching a movie. So I'm excited. <laughs> Ashley, I got to, of course, read along with your live blogging, but what would your kilt rating be? Uh, I, re- I really want to give a five from each hand. Is that possible? Can we get it? <laughs> I've got two hands. <laughs> um, definitely a five. A full fracking five. Oh, that a girl. <laughs> and Anne, how about you? What would your kilt reading be? Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go along with the crowd here. Um, just for the emotional impact and just, I, I think it exceeded my expectations and the expectations were pretty high. So definitely five for me as well. Awesome, guys. I'm, you know, I've been on the five train for quite some time. I don't even know when I started the five train, but it continues. Right? <laughs> yeah, last season. I'm just, I'm just so desperately in love with all of this. So, um, you know, as we're watching, you know, the, as episode, we're watching the episode and really taking the time to think about how we were going to delve into it, I wanted to talk a little bit character by character, and if we could just. Talk if, if anyone, if especially in the hangout, if you if you feel like if you're particularly being something, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Does someone want to talk? want to talk about Claire? About Claire and the journey that she went through. I I mean, I, I you know I really shouldn't be talking here. I I just I think I want to kick that to to the rest of you guys. So you know, Kendra, why don't you start with that? Okay, I will start. Um, I have for for a long time um, said that I've I have come to Outlander for Claire, and there are a lot of people who watch it for Jamie, and there are a lot of people who read the books for Jamie, and I I totally get that. But for me, I connect so much with Claire, and Claire in season two is a very different Claire than the Claire that we get in the books, and so. I had a little bit of a hard time um, making sense of that in regards to kind of like a just a weird sensory thing. Um, she is not as manipulative and conniving 
in uh, in the book. And there was a lot that was brought out in season two in regards to the machinations with Alex and um, just the a bit of a cold-heartedness that I saw. And there was I was a little bit put off by that. But I do think we saw uh, significant growth with her character this season, especially with the arc going through Faith. Um, and you see a new Claire after Faith. You really do. Um, she's uh, a little bit humbled, and she's she is uh, angrier, and I think that's fair. Um, but it also makes her a little bit more morally righteous, and not morally righteous as in um, you know someone you want to throat punch, but morally righteous in someone who's going to get shit done um, that is, you know, for a good purpose and she's not going to, you know, take any kind of lip from anybody about it. Um, and I, I like that. I appreciate that. She's smart. Um, she's funny. And she's extraordinarily capable. And I just, I really love Claire. I've always loved Claire. I think that is a nice, nice de detailed assessment of her, especially over for this season. We have Ed and Lisa Perkins who are commenting here in the YouTube feed, and they said, "Hi everyone! Just finished it on the West Coast for the first time. Loved it. Claire's '60s makeup was a little strange, but I guess they were aging her." And uh, I wanted to know what you all thought about how they aged Claire. Um, I think that she's gorgeous, and I was looking at her little eye makeup with the little wing and all this action, I was like, I want to do that. Her blowout was great. Um, I think her acting about how, how she was able to age herself was, was pretty interesting. So does anyone want to delve a little bit more into how Claire, being 20 years older, was on the show? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to jump in. I, I th That's what I was going to say that I loved the most about Claire in this episode, because like Kendra, Claire is my favorite as well, um, and of course Murtaugh. We're not even going to go there right now. <laughs> but um, Claire, what I love about Claire in this episode is is that you saw her, we've seen her in the 40s, we've seen her obviously in the um, 18th century, and now here we are in the 1960s, and they could have just, you know, slackered on some, some makeup and done the hair differently, and it could have been the same delivery that we've seen all season long, but I really felt like we were watching someone who had truly aged 20 years, and there was just something about how she had been changed, either by the grief that she'd been through, by, uh, you know, essentially living a, a secretive, not, not a secretive lie, but a lie for the, for the sake of not chasing down ghosts for all these years and just keeping it to herself from her daughter. And, um, you know, obviously having, having been a parent at this point, I, I just, there was something kind of calculated and reserved about her, but still very human that was relatable. And... I loved how they made her look. I love that they smacked some gray up in that hair because that is life. That is so real. <laughs> they made her look completely realistic, and I loved every second of her. I'm going to jump in here, too. I think that uh, I'm glad that they didn't do a whole lot of alterations with her face. You know, it seems like whenever they try to age somebody, they keep wanting to add more wrinkles, and, and it just didn't seem like they did that. I mean, most people in their 40s look like she does now, so... And I, as far as her personality goes, 
um, I think the 1960s Claire was actually so reserved and meek. It's almost like she didn't want to say too much, which she didn't want to reveal because she had promised Frank. But she was a lot different in the 60s as opposed to her personality, even in the 40s and definitely in the 1700s. So I think before she actually was able to reveal more to Brie about Jamie, she was um, pretty reserved and meek and almost not the Claire that we were used to. So. So I'll jump in a little bit. Um, two things on Claire. So actually one of my um, friends from the West Coast who watched the episode earlier thought she loved the episode, but she thought Claire's makeup was distracting, which I thought was kind of an odd nitpicky thing, but okay. Um, but I thought she I thought she looked good. I, I, I think the two things that I noticed about her and just um, throughout the this episode, but also throughout all of season two, was her just her evolution in terms of being a mother. Because um, I think at the beginning, I don't think she ever thought she could be a mother um, at the beginning of season one. And I think even we saw in season two when she asked Jamie, you know, she didn't know if she'd be any good at it because she didn't have a mother. Basically, her mother died early. Um, and I think we saw, um, you know, after losing the baby in Paris, um, how she kind of became a mother to Fergus. And we really saw that. Um, come to fruition when Fergus had to leave and all these wonderful scenes between her and Fergus and Jamie. So I loved seeing sort of her evolution as a mother and then when we get to the finale we see how she's nurtured this this girl and kept this secret for so long and I, I just I loved um, I love that and I, I was following Katrina's tweeting tonight um, she said that uh, she was channeling Anne Bancroft um, a little bit for um, 60s Claire. Um, and she also was saying how she had to portray just the sadness, you know, that she's had for so long. And I could see that. Like, it was just palpable. Like, she was sad, you know. I mean, she'd had to be away from the man that she loved, like the love of her life, like she said. And um, you could see it kind of releasing um, when she was talking to Bree and when finally they had the conversation about who her really father was. So um, I thought Katrina was brilliant. Um, it was a great episode for her. I loved it. We've had a couple of you now talk about Bree, and let's dive in. Holly, what did you think about Bree? Bree is on screen and also how, how she was portrayed, but, um, but also her interactions with her mom. Wow, um, I thought uh, Sophie as an actress is is uh, amazing. She's um, extremely intuitive. Um, you know, her I thought the the casting was was great. I mean, her look is fantastic. I really couldn't care less about her eye color. It's you know, irregardless. Um, but she looks just like Jamie and Claire, so it's it's that part is fantastic. And in terms of her, um, you know, sort of like the. Uh, arc of that um, of the final episode and and how we got to know her you know like I know that everyone thinks Brie is a spoiled brat um, and you really saw that at the beginning she seemed like that and Roger seemed to be able to calm her down a bit and I, re I loved that connection that he had with her like the physical connection you could see it already it was fantastic um, but you know in the end um, you know her her emotional development as she's learning more and more about herself uh, and the connection that she has with Claire it's 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 fantastic so I'm I'm really looking forward to um, seeing how that turns out for next season so Denise what did you think about Rick as Roger 
Um, well, I would like Rick a lot more than the comp. Let's just say that. Sorry, Ann. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you what, Rick's got it in the bag. I think uh, him playing Roger, he's just... Mm, He's fine to look at, and he's funny. I mean, I don't know if it was just his writing or his delivery, but he actually was, you know, he, he was on point. So I liked him a lot. Yeah, for I sure. was I just finding wanted... myself getting flushed. <laughs> oh, what were you saying? Hi? Yes. I was just going to jump in there about uh, Rick and his, uh, he's got a much, much thicker accent in real life. So they had to tone it down for the show. So I find that's really, really interesting is that everybody, he was pretty understandable. I thought his Scottish accent was, yeah, was very a, clear. He's a Glaswegian, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other level. A whole other level. That's right. Yeah, I loved Rick. I thought. And what did you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he's a very accomplished actor. So, I mean, I, I, I've, I he's got great creds. Um, but I, I loved at the very beginning, um, and I think it was the spark, the, the chemistry between he and Bree, when he obviously noticed her right away when she came um, through the door. And I love when she asked, are, are you Roger Wakefield? And he sort of stopped and said, yeah, yeah, that's me. Yes, me, me, me. Um, it was cute. Um, but, yeah, I think he's great. Uh, and the way he plays off Sophie, I mean, she's a much younger um, – she's younger. She's uh, not as accomplished of an actress, meaning she hasn't had as many roles so I think it's actually perfect because he's an older character and he's actually older in real life. Um, and I think it's going to be a really, really good pairing. Um, I thought Sophie was great. I'd heard some things about some people that I know that were extras um, on set that didn't think that she was going to go over very well. Um, she's British and they didn't think she had a very good American accent. But I didn't really, I, and I've, I've watched the show a couple times now, I, I thought she did great. A couple. <laughs> Fess up. We're in the tree of trust. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a couple, of things, a couple of things showed up on YouTube here that I wanted to get into. Um, Lori Smith asked, I must know if Blake ugly cried. And I will tell you, I did not ugly cry, but there was some real tears coming down my, uh, right around my face. And I'll tell you why. The whole thing when she says to Bree, you look like your father, like you, you're so like him. Mm -hmm. uh, and, oh, this episode was full, chock full of those character moments. Uh, and I, I just, this is, what, this is what I wanted from Outlander. This is what I wanted. I, it, they, the, the characters were there. You felt for them. You, you cared about what they were saying as Claire is looking at that at that stone with the, with the clan Fraser, you could see it in her face. I mean, guys, Ashley, tell me, what, what did you feel what, finally with these characters? Like, if, I felt like we finally got a chance to, to meet them uh, for the first time this season. I felt all the feels, as Mary would say, <laughs> all of the feels. Um, I really did. I agree with you. I felt like this is the first... I don't know. This felt, and I'm not saying I enjoyed season two. I did. But I kind of was headed into Droughtlander being like, I got this, I can handle this, I'll be okay, it'll be good, I'll just wait till the next season comes out, and now I feel very, <laughs> like, oh no, 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 I want, I want more, I want lots and lots more. It felt like its own, to Denise's point, standalone movie that I had been wanting to feel all along, that I feel like some episodes here and there have been able to accomplish in that 60-minute mark, but almost giving them that full 90 minutes allowed you 
I feel like to go in and out of the different time periods and not feel like you were being jolted, jolting down the road, as it were. <laughs> it's like you were being just pulled in every direction. I just, I thought it was great from that regard um, that all of those different character pull-through moments that of the, you know, picking up on the dialogue that had been spoken between characters before that made sense for Bree to say um, or to just bring back in. I just thought it was a nice nod to everybody who's hung in for, you know, the books and the couple of seasons as show watchers to really be able to enjoy the ride as it as it's developed and as it's evolved here. Denise, tell me what did you think about uh, seeing Jamie appear at Lollybrock? Is that something that you expected? Seeing Jamie appear at Lollybrock? Yeah, right. When the yeah, that March way. Oh, I forgot about that. How can I forget about that? <laughs> wow. Scene because I, w I was talking to Holly about it actually today, and I was asking her, what do they call that whenever they, they reference back? At, what did you call it? A it's, it's just off screen. Off screen, that's right. So, and Claire was actually reliving or going back through the scene, the different things that had happened at Lollybrock. And I just love that that they did that. It was nice. They didn't have to show us anything. They just had her reminiscing. And then to add him in the end there, it was just the icing on the cake, I think. So, yeah, and thank that you, was pretty Larry, amazing. On Twitter. Um, Sam said that that like smoky mist that was kind of going past him. With some guy who had lit a like lighting a fire on the other side of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Magic of television. <laughs> Hashtag was spare no expense. Like a miss machine, but no, apparently it was some guy who lit a fire on the other side of the wall. <laughs> Love it. Well now that we've we've talked about Jamie. We need to talk about the moment when Claire finally gets to say goodbye to Jamie. I, I loved how in this episode it was ghosts and goodbyes and how she was being haunted and they talked about their goodbyes, of course, when she was talking with Roger, which was the first time that I cried, by the way, when he says, how did you do it? How did you say goodbye to that one person? And you're like, you're thinking about the wrong person, Roger. You don't even know. So I started to blog then. But Kendra, I wanted to know for you, um, how did you feel when Claire finally said goodbye to Jamie? What were these big points for you in this episode that you that you lost it? I okay, I lost it very early on. I think I lost it back, and I was going to interject about um, the scene where where Claire visits Lollybrock. And you're hearing those uh, off screens, was it? Mm -hmm. And um, that quote is what was inscribed on the original ring from the book. And I lost it there. Like, that's when I started and I was gone. Um, but the goodbye at Kregnadin, one, I loved that it answered questions as well as was emotionally satisfying because one of the questions my husband had, particularly, love you, sweetie, um, <laughs> he had the question of, can Jamie go through the stones? And I, um, I told him, no, he, he's, he uh, can't go through the stones. You know, only certain people can go through the stones. And he's like, no, but seriously, but what if he can? I said, no, no, he can't because Diana has said that he cannot go through the stones. And I liked that they chose to answer that question because it's not a question that is directly answered in the book at that point um, because he is not there. Uh, she goes through alone. And I loved that they did it together and that kind of waltz back 
slowly to the stone. He places her hand on it. Oh my God. I, I was, I was literally dissolving. It was so, so moving. Um, and I just, I thought it was just beautiful choice after beautiful choice. And, um, Sam's delivery and choosing to play it so calmly and so stoically and like I'm getting choked up right now um, but choosing to play it that way um, just shows Jamie's strength and he know he's obviously destroyed but he knows he has to be strong for her because she's the one ha that has to live he gets to die and that's what he's thinking I get to die. I don't have to live without her, but she has to live without me. And I am, I, um, it was just, that scene was everything. It was everything. I, can I ask you, I'm curious if anybody else had this reaction. Kendra, I thought everything that you said, I, I had all those feelings. I did have a moment, though, when they were explaining the buzzing through the stones where he, <laughs> where he was like, and even if I could... I wouldn't go because I belong here. And I did have a moment where I'm like, no, wait a minute. I thought we were going to hell and to the sto and beyond and everywhere else for you. Not to, to question the king of men's loyalty, but I was a little bit like, wait a minute. She can oh, have 200 years in the, oh you know, in perhaps you could go to the future and give it a whirl. <laughs> I don't know that I heard that line. I must have been like, <laughs> that was probably... <laughs> He did. I got a little angry at the King of Men because I was over here wow. ugly girl crying. Like, wait a minute, that's kind of a double standard. <laughs> but then he touched it. Then he did touch it. He was like, oh, I'm not going to go. I have to be here. But then he kind of was like, let me see if it's going to work anyway. <laughs> hey, can we talk about how a little creepy it is that he's counting her period? And he's like, he's. I just, I thought, I mean, it's sweet, it's kind, but I was kind of like, wow, you, you've kept track of that. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot to expect from a guy. I don't know. Am I in the? Am I alone in this? Being a okay, husband. Come on. You're <laughs> doing it. I don't know. Maybe we should let Mary take that one. I don't know. <laughs> okay, listen, Jamie. Jamie knows things. He's worked with animals all his life. And there's things that, you know, you have the moon, and often often tides tides all flow together. And he was just being a good husband. He was keeping track of her. He knew when he wasn't getting any, too. That's, That's what it's right. probably. He was probably like, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't have, obviously they weren't showing it that much on camera, but he was like, they wouldn't show anything on camera that week anyway. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think it was weird, Blake. I don't think it was weird. I think a lot of husbands know when they're, you know when I'm having my courses. Uh, uh. <laughs> You know, we're just going to let that one sit there. We're going to let that one sit. Oh, you opened it, pal. I did. I did. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, but you know, okay. I, 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 one thing I did want to bring up, actually, is did you guys notice the way that this episode was shot? Uh, it, was, it wasn't so simple as some uh, uh, of the other episodes uh, that's been placed so far. It was actually very, like, very close, up in your face. I think my favorite shot of the whole uh, episode was actually early on when th they're showing Jamie from the back, and he's like walking, yeah. and his and his uh, and his feet are trudging along the uh, along the mud, and y you haven't seen uh, a shot like that in from Outlander yet. Am I alone in this, or do you, do you guys concur? I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. 
I think I think we saw it last episode too. Um, you know, there's a lot of over-the-shoulder um, cuts from this director as well. Um, a lot of like head-on, face-on shots, mm-hmm. um, uh, close-ups. Um, I think he's brilliant. I mean, this director is is fantastic. I thought they they chose well. I mean, he's an indie director. Um, you know, he's got quite a bit of experience, but at the indie level and. Uh, Oh yeah, the the shots were were fa- fantastic, and the for the for the is, like the emotional connection. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, you got an indie feel from this yes. episode, in my opinion, yes. right? You know, it, it was it was uh, raw in a, in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. It was it was, was really good. That was actually my first chill moment because right before that was whenever um, Claire was saying how much Brie looks like, and she reminds her of Jamie. And then they cut to Jamie, the back of Jamie, and I actually got a chill whenever they made that transi- transition. Mm-hmm. I think the editing and the transitions in this was amazing, just mm-hmm. when they decided mm-hmm. to cut and go to yeah. the next the next uh, century or so. Hey, um, so I agree. The transitions were great. Um, so I, I don't want to go another minute to go by without bringing this up, but my first um, crying um, spat was when Claire was looking around um, uh, the Wakefield home, and you heard the full chorus of the Stones theme. Oh. Can I just say, um, Barry McCreary, wow. And he was live tweeting tonight as well. Mm-hmm. He said that was the first time they've ever used a full chorus um, for any anything that they've done for Outlander. Um, but, I mean, the, the use of the 60s music, yeah. um, you know, that, that was just brilliant. And the use of the different ways he did the Stones theme, um, the Jamie and Claire theme, I mean, it just was phenomenal. I mean, the guy is crazy, crazy good. I just, I hope he continues to get recognized for his work because it's just, it's phenomenal. That was my first crying when I heard that full chorus come in. I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> we're 10 minutes in. <laughs> same for me, and same for me. Bear knows how to pull at those heart strings as well as, as well as the orchestral strings. So God, he does. I I'm, I'm I'm so happy that he's on board with this team. You're completely right. I heard that too, and I that better be in the soundtrack. That's all I'm saying <laughs> because that will make me cry every single time. And that's yeah. the last bit when the camera's going into the stone. Oh. He's music there. Like wow, that's amazing too. In his final tweet tonight, he actually gave us the song list for the soundtrack for season two. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, cool. Check it out. Yay. Awesome. Pre-order. So one of my favorite <laughs> things about this episode was we got to see Galis. Woohoo! Yes. I was so excited, and I loved the shot of her red tights and her brown boots, but I was like, oh, you can't wear red shoes, but you're going to wear some red tights. I like where this is going. <laughs> You just hear her voice, and you just felt you felt all the tingles, all your hair stand up, and you knew it was coming. This was so fun. So I was wondering, Ashley, let's talk about some Galus. What do you think? Galus had a little personality conflict disorder, which is, I'm, <laughs> I'm the Bonnie Prince, I'm Galus, no wait, I'm Jillian. I was like, get with it, girl, who are you? Um, I loved it. I had the moment you did where I heard the voice as you're kind of headed towards the crowd, and I'm like, oh, it's coming. It's coming, and we're panning up. I thought it was so great because you know that this is, like, 
the onset of before she became the Gellis that we know. So you're kind of seeing how she got to that point, you know, as we knew as book readers, but it was just fun to see it play out on screen and to see all the individual interactions that she got to have with Brie and Roger without them knowing, of course, who she was or how she connected just yet. Uh, that was fun to see. That was just one of those moments where I'm like, oh, does she know? We know she knows. They know. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> you know what I think is brilliant about Lada is that she is like, like she is tiny. I mean, she's like 5'3 or 5'2 or something. And she like owned that scene. Like the way she was gesturing and just her manner. I mean, it was great. I think she did a great job. And I think it's really fascinating. Like her whole... White Roses of Scotland and all of the, the, the basic, you know, independence movement. I mean, the parallels kind of to what's happening in Scotland right now are kind of freaky. Like, the, it's sort of playing out on Outlander um, as well. So, I just, she just absolutely owned that scene. I just, I just loved all of her gestures and just, yeah, her rallying the crowd. And for such a little tiny actress, she really can light up the screen and stand out. I totally did you agree. did you catch when she asked Bree why are you here? Mm -hmm. Remember she said that yep. to Claire yep. when they were uh, yeah. So she says why are you here? It was a, it was an echo of that. Yep. Now yep. Blake, as the non-book reader, I wanted to know what you thought about seeing Gayless here. Well, first of all, if I could have my bell, I'd be ringing my bell to to the heavens because I called this, uh, and I'm so excited to see Galus. Uh, and the, the one thing, though, uh, that I didn't like about this is I didn't get an interaction between Claire and Galus. And I wanted that one small bit of interaction so that Galus would know when we, when we first see her in Scotland uh, back, in, uh, back in time that we know that she knows who Claire is. Uh, I, I, w I thought that is something that should have happened. Um, it, it, that little bit of self-awareness uh, that Galus would have had. I, I think that would have been important for both characters um, because you can go back and know how ignorant Claire really is to her situation, uh, that she doesn't, she's not playing it as smart as she really thinks that she is. Um, but it, So I wanted one line between them, and actually uh, a trivia trap on YouTube uh, comments and says, guys, what is your favorite line? From uh, from the the episode so far, and Holly, you're the screenwriter girlfriend, so <laughs> oh I want the, I, I want the professional opinion. What do you got for me? Oh, how many? There are so many amazing pieces of dialogue. I mean, I loved the repeats of all of you know season one and season two's dialogue coming back into the finale it was it was fantastic you know where the the um, you know the mother said it and then uh, you know Roger says it and then Bree says it and Jamie had said it uh, that was fantastic but oh I mean honestly the just just the I love you at the end from Claire I mean oh my gosh twice just you know stunning stunning I mean I've I wow I was I was right there it's yeah, it was it was beautiful, and I and I you, you know that that interaction that that dialogue was was incredible, mm -hmm. you know so simple but so beautiful. Kendra, how about you? What's your what's your favorite line? Um, gosh, there was a few, and like 
not necessarily what you would expect because one of the things that I was I have expressed concerns about is dialogue that that reads well on the page but doesn't necessarily translate when you put it in an actor's mouth and that's uh, some something that I've seen um, be an issue in the past but one of the things that I didn't think worked at all in the book and all of a sudden it's off screen and I think it's brilliant is the rat satire I absolutely <laughs> loved that and I hated it in the book. I'm like, this is not funny. This is not, I don't get it. I don't get why it's funny. <laughs> and it works so well. But um, Mersh's last line um, oh, yes. was so fantastic. And I can't quote it like verbatim, but um, I, you know, I am supposed to stay here and no, he said he die and fight with you or fight, stay and die with you. I'll be dying with yeah. you. Yeah, unbelievable. Speaking of uh, speaking of Murta, Janet Lapriato, and if I if I said your name wrong, and if I smoked it, I'm so sorry. Uh, she says, Anne, I know you like Murta. Did you get the same crush when reading the book? And if not, what did you think of the difference that 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 what it is that allows you to crush on him so hard on screen? Um, I absolutely did not get the same feeling um, reading the book. Amurta was, you know, an important character in Jamie's life, but to me, he never really stood out in the book. Um, he was one of the minor characters at Leoc. I mean, yes, he was Jamie's godfather, but I didn't really get any kind of sense from him as to what, how important he was. Um, you know, I, it, it's Duncan Lacroix. I mean, I, I just think, you know, he took that character and just made it everything that it was and everything that we love. Um, he's very different physically than the Murtaugh in the book, um, and I just think that works better for him to be this kind of big, gruff guy and just be super quiet, um, but just be like the guy that you always want with you. Um, I, I think it's Duncan, and I, I will say before um, we got on air, I did my BGB um, and my or BG, what is it? Good, good, better, good, better, great. Good, bad, great. Um, and my great was my great was dialogue um, in this in this episode. And my absolute best line was the Murtaugh line. I mean, I loved all the Jamie and Claire stuff, but that little you know scene between Jamie and Murtaugh, I just thought was just. I mean, that guy is just too good, um, too good. But it's it's Duncan. I I think he just really took that role and ran with it and I think the to the credit of the producers and, and directors and writers, you know, they they let him they let him go and they, they wrote in some really good stuff for him that, you know, actually other people did in the books. I mean there was there was scenes that he had in the series that were delivered by other people in the books, but he just he just did it so much better. So I'm a, I'm a crushing on Duncan. I tweeted him a whole bunch tonight, but he hasn't tweeted me back yet. <laughs> Might be asleep. <laughs> well, if we can stay inside the Mackenzie clan right now, we lost Dougal, yeah. and that was quite a struggle. Um, ouch! Jamie like slashed his four fingers in his hands, and and he was just fine touching the paper afterwards. He has little bandages up. But I want to talk about how that scene played out, and about how they were able to discuss this. And I I just loved how Claire was saying, oh, "We have to do this. We have to do this right now. I need to go poison him." The one thing that I was upset about is like 
on your way to the Stones, don't you think you could have tried to give the Bonnie Prince a cup of tea? I mean, really. Like, like Jimbo's already dead. Just be like, oh, Bonnie Prince, here's your, here's your little tincture. Like, you had the poison in your hand, Claire. Why did you, Why did Jamie send you off right away? But uh, if we could talk about Dougal's death, that would be a lot of fun. So I didn't know. Denise, I saw you laughing right there. How about you? What did you think about his, his, that whole scene? Actually, right before we came on, I read a tweet somebody had done, and they said uh, they actually compared, because everybody's, well, first of all, Blake, you get a winner bell on this one, too, because in the book, it was Jamie who killed Dougal, but Claire at least assisted him in the, in the TV show this time. I actually thought it was a great touch, because it wasn't, I don't think, people were bashing them for doing that, because they said it wasn't up to Claire to help him. Why couldn't he do it on his own? But I don't think he could have done it on his own. That's his uncle. That's his godfather. That's not his godfather. His uncle. Yeah, his <laughs> uncle. <laughs> uh, so, so he. I think he was probably going to have a hard time with it. Plus, he did hurt his hand. He probably needed a little bit of help getting that knife into his uncle. So, and the person compared that to Jamie then helping Claire through the stones. So, I thought it was a nice reflection that you know they they help each other. That's what they're about. And um, yeah, you're right. Why didn't she just? Oh, oh, and why didn't she just keep her mouth shut? Because if she every time she opens it, she gets into trouble, right? So here she is telling them, you know, telling Jamie about the poison, and I'm thinking, you don't have to talk so loud because Dougal's right around the corner and he can hear you. <laughs> Be quiet, Claire. So, <laughs> how about that scene though with Graham? Um, just that little monologue that he did, and then he like doubled over and. He just, he's such an emotive actor, and, uh, you know, you could really see, I mean, you know, we, we make fun of him for being such a dirty dog, but, you know, at the end of the day, the cause was what he cared about, and I think it just, it totally crushed him that his, his kin, you know, was basically going to try to kill the, you know, the, for, for better or for worse, you know, the, the, the leader of the, the cause to, to bring a Catholic king back to Scotland, so... I just, I mean, Graham just was so good in that, that lead up to the fight. Um, I just, I'm so sad to, to lose him because he's just such a great actor. Uh, Michael McGarry on uh, YouTube actually chimes in. He asks me this question, but I want to, I want to pose it, uh, who do I want to pose it to first? I want to pose it to Ashley first. Ashley, uh, what do you think, uh, what would your thoughts be if episode 201 began in 1968 as opposed to 1948. Do you think it played out better uh, this way, or would it have played out better if they started in 68 instead? I I don't think I would have liked it as much. I, I don't I don't know. It's you know hindsight. We're all great when we're uh, you know post a quarterbacks, but I think it was. I think you would have missed seeing the like utter just raw shock and grief that she felt coming through the other side of that stone. So now, you know, we've started at the beginning seeing her basically just falling, having fallen through the stones, and you ended at the point seeing what it was like for her to have to go through that. That would have been, I think, a big piece of it missing to the whole puzzle of how hard that would have been for her. I think it would, would have just felt a little bit um, 
like we were plopped down into the 60s. And I felt that way when I read the book, truthfully, because I opened it. I'm sure everybody, when they opened it, had this like, what the flip is this? Did I, I honestly, I opened it and was like, oh, I've, I started reading them out of order. And I'm like Googling to make sure at the book cover, is right, that number right. two? Did I do the right one? <laughs> so I think that that, for me, no offense to Diana Gabaldon, but fix that a little for someone who hasn't read the book. It's a more natural transition to show that she couldn't stay there. And then for them to have ended that, that first episode that way where you see that he's taking her off to raise the baby as his own and, you know, make a new life in Boston, it just would have felt weird because how would we, we basically would have opened, there would have been no more Frank. Uh, we would have been talking about Frank in flashbacks and we would have missed that amazing episode with Tobias Menzies. So I'm in favor of how they did it. I agree. I think this is one of those things where Ron, knowing TV, made the right choice. Yeah. Uh, it, because, you know, as TV viewers, you know, for you know, jabronis like me, I, <laughs> being stuck in 68 and having zero context, uh, it would have been, I think it would have just been way too, um, too jarring for, for someone like me. Uh, and it, it would have taken you out, especially, especially as like, um, you know, to see them in season one, leaving Scotland, going to France on a boat, and then all of a sudden opening up and Frank's dead and we're in 1968 Scotland. Cars are driving everywhere. No, it was a much more smooth and a much more emotional transition, uh, like you said, Ashley, because now you get to finally see the kind of, um, for lack of a better phrase, but like gut-wrenching uh, terror that Claire has. And you have a little bit of a fake-out moment too because there she is at the Stones. She wakes up. She's in her garb. And... And you don't know if she's just at the stones because she's knocked out or is she at the stones because she's in the future again. Uh, and you don't get that moment until you see the car drive up. And it's a, it's a, it's a very special moment in 48. Uh, and again, having that emotional connection to Frank. I know everybody in the world hates Frank. Uh, and, I, and I get it. I get it. I don't. I like Frank. I love Tobias Menzies. I love that dichotomy between... Claire and Frank, and knowing that, yeah, she loved Frank, but it was more out of expediency than than really anything else. Uh, I thought that worked well. Uh, and or yeah, and would you agree? I would. Um, and and Ron, I think has talked about this a little bit. You know, they were thinking, how are they going to open it? And it was just for not. I mean, I think you know, he said, I have two masters. I have book readers, and I have non-book readers that I have to serve. You know, with this production. And it would have been just too um, confusing for non-book readers, I think. And, and even for book readers, when we read it, we were like, like Ashley said, like, what the heck? So I, I think they made a very deliberate choice to go that way and to take Diana Gabaldon's non-linear, you know, novel and make it a little bit more linear. And I, I think it was a, a really brilliant stroke. And, you know, my, trust Ron because um, as much as you people want to diss him sometimes, he does know TV. He does know how to entertain and how to keep an audience. And I think it, it was something you had to do, um, given just the weird time um, issues in Diana's um, second novel. So I, I think it was brilliant. I, I loved my good of the GBG was the time hops um, and everything that went with that, um, including the costumes and um, the Roger and Bree and the choice of music. So I think 
they did a great job with that, and I think you had to you had to do that. I don't think you could have opened um, um, in '68. I think that would have just been too weird. Hey, and shameless plug, you can buy your hashtag Trust Ron shirt at the Mary and Blake store <laughs> at outlandercast.com. I yeah, I teed that up for you. <laughs> so. I um I had to watch this episode over the course of I'd say five hours. I tried to watch it last night at midnight, and the Stars app was driving me crazy. So I had a lot of fun on Twitter, having people come up with some some really fun reasons why why the app wasn't working and some fun memes. <laughs> but nonetheless, it, it took me a long time, and I'd have to rewatch little bits. And so I had little Easter eggs that I got to check out, and I think once all of us get to watch it several more times, we're going to see it. But one of the coolest things was Claire was driving a blue car, and we talked about the significance of blue in, in oh, this season in particular, and even with the blue vase and her blue coat, and the car that she drove in this episode was blue, and I just thought, how fitting, like the vehicle. We talked about blue being the mystical color, and her vehicle in this episode is this mystical color. So um, I'm really excited just to, to find those Easter eggs with you guys and to find these little fun things. But we're kind of closing on our hour, and I figured we could go down the line, and if you wanted to share each of your closing thoughts, whether it was your GBG, whether it was something that really stood out to you, what, you know, whatever is on your heart right now that you're like, I need to talk about this for this episode. So that was mine, the blue car. Um, Blake, I'm going to save you for last. And uh, Kendra, how about you? What, what would you use as your closing thoughts? Uh, well, I have struggled with this season, um, but in going back to the question about would you change the, uh, the opening episode to 68, I wouldn't change anything that leads us up to where we are with this episode. I enjoyed it so much. Um, there were very, very, very few weak moments, and those may have just been like an acting choice or two. but. I loved it. I thought Claire um, was so, so beautiful and elegant uh, in the 68 scenes. Um, and uh, one of the things that was a huge surprise was how much I actually enjoyed Roger and Brie because I don't, they are very, very problematic for me in the books. Um, in fact, there, there are times where I have had to put the books down for a while um, just to um, get a breather from them because I just I struggle with them as characters, and they were so wonderful. I enjoyed them so much. Um, their chemistry was great. Uh, Brie was not as snotty and kind of uh, bratty as she is in the books. Um, let's hope that does that keeps up. That she is not the uh, whiner that that she uh, could very well become. But I really I enjoyed that, and like literally, it was such a breath of fresh air. And I loved the '60s soundtrack, the music that they picked. I was just completely grooving to it. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved everything about this episode. Amen, amen. Holly, how about you? What did you want to say about this episode? Uh, wow. Uh, my my expectations were blown by it. It was uh, it was fantastic. Um, the director was incredible, um, and of course, the acting just just outstanding. Um, I I love the intercuts between the eras. I thought that was really great. To to it, it kind of kept you on the edge of your seat. You weren't you weren't sure what was going to happen in each 
and each one sort of left you dangling until you sort of like dropped into the next era and saw what was going on and then you went back up again it was it was just a sort of like emotional roller coaster you were on whether whatever era they were showing at the time so I, I really love that um, but what I, I I should have mentioned this before when I was talking about dialogue but um, the the one piece of dialogue that I thought like stood out for me in terms of um, its its delivery was and and this is like total kudos to uh, to Sam Hewen but um, but the Lord you gave me a rare woman oh. I mean I've I have read that passage over in my head and it never came out that way <laughs> and it was so it was delivered so beautifully I thought. Oh, it was it, that was that was outstanding, outstanding. So I'm I'm really happy for this season ender, um, and it just sort of saves the, the entire season for me. So very happy, very happy, and very looking forward to going into season three and seeing seeing what is in store. Denise, how about you? What are your closing thoughts? Well, much like you all, I wasn't really impressed with this season completely. I liked a lot of it. There were a couple episodes episodes that were outstanding. But coming into this, I really didn't have high expectations. Was I excited for it? Yes. But I really wasn't, I didn't really have any preconceived notion of how I was going to feel. So how I felt after it was amazing. I, it just blew my socks off. I couldn't believe what they came up with. Um, I, I just think looking forward, we just have, I hope they stick with this formula that they have, whatever it is, I hope they stick with it because it's working right now. And I think for the most part, of course you still have your naysayers watching some social media today. There's some people ripping up, they forgot this and why didn't they put that in there and just let it go, you know, let it go. Be like frozen and let it go. Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy it. So, that's about it. Ashley, what about your thoughts? I know I got to read them on the live blog, and for those of you who have not yet gone on over to the Outlander Cast blog to read Ashley's live blog comments, you need to. I know that we were making sure that we could pump some of them out into Twitter in the beginning, but seriously, head on over and read them. But if you can tell us via the video your closing thoughts, that would be a treat. Sure. Well, first I'd like to say only because Denise just now moved her head did I realize that she's got Jamie kilted on the rocks behind it's, her. It's <laughs> June. It's June. I can't go to July because July is, July is Colum and Dougal. I can't go there. So oh. <laughs> I love it. So I just had not noticed that, and I was trying hard to keep a straight face while you were talking. He was like a little angel on your shoulder. Um, <laughs> Only everything about this episode. Exactly. I will offer that as my disclaimer that I love everything about it. So when I offer this up, I swear to you, I'm not a naysayer from social media. Um, but I did. I loved everything about Katrina Balfe playing the different eras, as it were. I liked getting to see Roger and Bree. Um, I liked seeing what could be in store if I ever have a teenage daughter. <laughs> I, I loved jamming out to the 60s music. That was so much fun. There was a point in which my, my husband came in when I first started and was like, what are you doing? I, you need to be on. What is this you're watching? I was like, no, this is it. Sit here. We're doing this. This is it, babe. We're in the 60s. Let's do this. Um, but then there, um, I, I don't know. I just, I loved it all. That being said, the, the one moment that I thought was going to happen, and I did see someone, I don't know where, echo this somewhere else that I was kind of waiting for, was a moment between Claire and Murtaugh would have made me super happy. 
Um, I've, I don't know. I'm not going to say it was missing. I just would have really loved to have seen that, especially, I mean, the last moment should have been between Jamie and Murtaugh, but there was such a harsh, like, we're leaving. We got the moment with Fergus. I just thought a good kind of Claire Murtaugh wrap-up moment would have been awesome, just in case. Yeah. And Anne, how about your thoughts? Um, so I kind of did, like I went through some of my, my GBGs. Um, the one thing I did my bad, and, and I'll say I love the episode. I, I wasn't expecting to like the 60s Brie Roger as much as I did. I really, really like seeing those two together. I'm just so happy that the chemistry is there, and I think the acting chops are there. I was a little concerned about Sophie, but I, I think she's going to do fine. Um, so I just, I really love the 60s piece, and I love the fashion, and I just, I thought it was great. Um, the bad, I'm just, I'm so happy we don't have to see Bonnie Prince Charlie again, because as a born and raised Catholic, 17 years of Catholic education, I'm so tired of him, like, claiming he's Jesus and, you know, using all of these Catholic teachings, and to sit there and call Jamie a doubting Thomas, like, really, dude? I mean, goodbye, good riddance. You know, I, I hope we never see him again. Um, but I will say Andrew Gower, wow, great portrayal, um, very tough role to walk into. Could have been just a cartoon character. I think he really did a great job with the character, and he will never live that mark me down. Diana um, Gabaldon was on Twitter tonight, and she said, how long do you think it'll be before people stop coming up to Andrew Gower and saying, mark me? <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I tweeted back and said, never. He's yeah. stuck with it. It's never going away. But, um, yeah, I love the episode. I, I think they did a terrific job. It was um, it was a satisfying ending. Um, you know, it'll make it a little bit easier, I think, for non-book readers um, to have seen the end the way it did. Um, but... Love the 60s. I really, I really love that. I was surprised by that as far as my reaction. And Blake, you non-book reader, <laughs> who actually gave this a five kilts. How about you? How, what are your uh, final thoughts for this So I, I'm going to save my GBG for our episode, my love, uh, when, we, when we do it, because it's just so special. Um, That's but, cheating. That's <laughs> cheating. People are here with us live. Give us something. Oh, my God. Okay, call me out, why don't you? That's right. Um, well, I'll yeah. say this. I'll say this. There were two scenes that really, really, really stood out to me uh, that I – and uh, it's when, it's when uh, the hair uh, – uh, it it trans it, like it fixes. I'm sorry, I can't even get it out of my mouth. Uh, it's when the hair transitions from Bree's hair to Jamie's hair. Uh, I I just adored that shot. I I thought that was something that was very special. It wasn't something that I I really anticipated. I, it, yet it's so simple, uh, and it's it's so easy uh, to make that comparison. Uh, it, it it's it's right there, but. It's just, oh my God, it was just really great because it really, it really gave you that connection between Brie and her father without her even knowing it. And you're sitting there, as we kind of said earlier, as like an armchair quarterback, like, oh, girlfriend, you have no clue. And uh, like, it, you need to lighten up, you know? Um, and, but then again, all of the scenes between uh, Brie and Claire, for me, 
is what made this episode. I mean, yeah, we have the Jer- the Jamie and the Claire stuff, and I love that. I love the both of their hands touching the stones. I thought that was really a beautiful, beautiful shot. Uh, and, you know, the humor between them, and uh, I, I thought it was really great. But the Brie and Claire stuff, I, I, like, I teared up each time. Um, and and another shot, the other shot that I really liked was when she when Claire is at Lally Brock, and they have all of the, it's not voiceovers, but it's Claire's memories playing in the background subtly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it reminds you of how much you, the viewer, have gone through uh, in conjunction with Claire. So not only is Claire there, you are there too with her. That was one of those really special moments too, I think, in this show. And in fact, um, I was going to save this for my show, uh, but... This, I think this is my favorite episode of Outlander so far. And I think, I think this beats out Faith. I, I really do. I th- and that, that's them's fighting words. It totally is. But I really enjoyed this episode a lot. Uh, so much. Favorite episode in season two or in, uh, Outlander overall? Outlander overall. Beats Garrison Commander. Yeah. Beats Garrison Commander. It really wow. does. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> really like, and you want to know why? Like- wait, hold on. Wait, time out. Time out. You want to know why? Because yeah. it's all character. Yeah. There's some plot that you had yeah. to get through, and okay, that's fine. But everything that everybody did made sense. It made sense why, uh, uh, what's his name, Roger is helping uh, Bree. It makes sense why Bree is looking into the past because she's pissed off at her mom. It makes sense why Claire is in Scotland and she's she's there to say goodbye to Jamie. It makes sense for for Galus to be where she is and what she's doing. The only thing I, I didn't really like is why Claire thought she had to stop Galus. Like it, I didn't, I didn't agree with that. But it makes sense for everybody doing everything, and it, and that moment when Claire is sitting in front of that great grave, they just it just takes its time, and it allows that character, it allows Claire to be who she is, and and say this ultimate and and kind of um, sad notion of saying goodbye. Um, and even though she doesn't know that Jamie's still alive, uh, oh, oh, all character moments, which is what makes this episode the best one yet of Outlander. Hmm. Wow. Awesome. Mark me. Yes, well, mark I'm, me. Yes, love to mark me. You need that exactly. <laughs> Wish we had our little sound. We're not really sure if Myrta died. Which, where there's a little bit of a gray area. So. That's Did we know that in the end of Dragonfly and Amber, or was that in Voyager at the beginning? I don't remember. Because I that think that was Voyager. Yeah. Didn't know it till Voyager. Yeah. But wait, no, we're no. not. But wait, let's keep it free for Blake. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Thank sorry. You. <laughs> hey, we you got know, to we got to see the ring. We got to see where this ring was from. Um, the one that she was looking for when she got through the stones. Yeah, but she put it on her hand, and when she when she landed in 1948, it was in her. In her, you know, in her bosom, mm-hmm. her bosom. So I don't know how it got from her hand to her bosom, but anyway. Oops. <laughs> well, thank you guys all so much uh, for all of you who have joined us on YouTube uh, for for listening and watching and sending in your comments. It has been truly such a pleasure. This hour has flown by. I absolutely adore the Outlander Cast blog staff. Like you guys, you guys rock my world. You're like my best friends so far away, and this is such a treat to be able to see your faces as you laugh. I mean, so much of course is written word, and to be able to hear your voices. Many of you who are watching YouTube right. 
right now. You you read these blog posts. You you know each of these authors' styles of writing, and I'm just so thankful that all of you, as the writers, have taken the time out on this late evening to chat about our most favorite show. So big thank you, not only to those who are tuning in, but also to our blog staff who are here joining us. Thank you. We're all thank here. You. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. It was fun. It has been fun. Yeah, awesome. Hey, who wants to do this again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like back to back? Right now? Or? Right now. F it. <laughs> Frack it. We're doing it back to back. I've been up since like midnight last night when my uh. Stars app wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> and my kids all woke up. Look at this. Baby Felicity's been up for the last 20 minutes right now. There she is, right there. Say, Mom, get off the freaking YouTube. Come on. <laughs> so thank you all so much. Make sure to head on over to outlandercast.com. We are, Blake is in Chicago right now, but when he comes back, he and I are going to record our episode. And as always, keep your eyes peeled on the Outlandercast blog because this episode was damn good. We're going to be having a lot, a lot more blog posts coming your way, just delving into uh, this episode, but then so much more. And we're going we're gonna to get through Droughtlander together. As Ashley said we're all in this together as we would quote high school musical <laughs> I, I use that quote all the time get your head in the game <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right everyone so uh once again thank you so much to Anne, to ashley to denise to holly to kendra my darling blake you're so far away but thank you so much for joining us we are outlander cast and that my friends was the finale of outlander Blanche Have a great I night. Know. Yes, I'm cheersing with my Dunkin' Donuts cup right there. <laughs> I have water. <laughs> I, That's water. I have an empty <laughs> glass of wine. <laughs> you win, Kendra. You win. <laughs> All right, good night, everyone. We will do this again. And we will do this again. This was a blast. Thanks, Bye. Guys. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye. How the hell do I get out of here? <laughs> Just click, uh, click, the red, click the red leave call button. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Bye. Bye.